Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, where we bring you stories that delve into the science and spirit behind intriguing people doing extraordinary things. Performance Tea has been supporting the Chasing Tomorrow podcast since day one, and they've released a new electrolyte and adaptogen-powered sport mix called Endurance. The lemonade and iced tea flavor are delightful, and it's 70 calories per scoop. The blend is easy on the gut. You can check it out at performancetea.com, and they have given us a discount code for any of our listeners to get 20% off their purchase. Just use Chasing20 at checkout. Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast. This week, it's episode 70. This week, we have the Bigs Backyard update. Only finishing a couple days ago, Harvey Lewis ended up setting the world record and the course record by a lot, almost 60 or almost 20 hours over the course record set by Courtney DeWalter and Johan Steen by running a phenomenal, almost biblical, 85 hours. That's you know getting closer to the 400 elusive 400 mile mark, which I thought might happen. But you know, seeing the course again on the day, uh, seeing the runners early in the race, I thought, no, this race isn't going to last any longer than 60, 65 hours. But I was wrong. Harvey Lewis, Chris Roberts, and Mori Tamaguchi blew it out of the water with a lot of surprises along the way that you're going to hear about today. So welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, and uh, let's talk Big's Backyard. How are you doing, Joe? Hey, Dave, I'm great. It was fun to be there with you. Uh, we'll want yeah, to talk a little yeah. bit about your recovery, um, you know, being part of your team and crewing along the way. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, it was somewhat remarkable to see, you know, I mean, at the end, I think Harvey was still doing like 51 minute loops, which is just said yeah. that he was really ready for this race. But, you know, um, I'll just throw my two cents in, you know, it's, um, it's somewhat in one way, it's like obscure, right? It's the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, you know, Bell Buckle, Tennessee, it's on Laz's backyard, mm -hmm. you're going through the woods, you're running on the road, you're not a lot of people there because it's private property. Uh, but wow, none of that mattered to the people who came to compete. Everyone came there to win. It was amazing to see the commitments everyone made and everyone really pushed as hard and as long as they could go. And so it was fun. It was like a amazing experience, the day and the night. I got to run on the day loop and on the night loop course. So I got to see it firsthand. I will yeah, see. What were your impressions, Joe? What, what did you think? I think the day loop course was way harder than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, you go run trails, we all do, but there were a lot of rocks and roots. There were a ton of turns. There were these ups and downs. There was really almost no place you could open it up, like in what, a couple right. hundred yards you could run, but the rest of it, you had to just keep a steady pace or be walking. Mm -hmm. um, it, it was wet in the mornings, you know, for everyone listening. It was 11 hours on the day course in the woods and then 13 hours on the road at night. Uh, and uh, I think it was just hard, you know, and it showed because there were lots of people who fell. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Matt Shepard who fell and had to leave the race as a result and, uh, and others. And it just was, yeah, it, it took some doing. Now the night course, you know, on the road, um, certainly, wasn't hard in its just nature right, of running on pavement, but 
you know, there was mm-hmm. enough little ups and downs that could sap some energy, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, interestingly enough, because you were doing it at night, it was cold. It was very cold at night. Yes. So that sucked the life out of people. So we had a lot yeah. of people stopping out at night and uh, yeah, it was just amazing to see. I, I, I agree. I think the night, most runners on the course um, that I was talking to, I, I ended up with 40 hours on, on the day or on the week. And uh, of course, it's I'm not happy with that number. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later, Joe, of why I believe that, you know, I, I, I didn't uh, perform on, on, on the race week. But, um, you know, a lot of runners on the course struggled at night. And I think it was because 13 hours of mindless, dark, cold, tired running when you all you want to do is sleep. You know, there were a lot of runners I talked to that ended up dropping out that said, you know, for hours and hours and hours, I was looking for an opportunity. I was looking for an out. You know, you, 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 after a while, it's so easy, but you don't want to be there anymore. You don't want to be doing this. And, you know, hearing the world's best multi-day runners say that, mm-hmm. that they were looking for an out, watching, you know, people like um, Courtney Dwalter and, and Maggie um, dropping at, I believe it was 42 or 43 hours. You know, it, it, it gives some reverence to just how hard this is. And also to, you know, the, the outstanding number that, that Harvey Lewis and, and Chris Roberts ended up putting out, the, the 85 and, and 84. Um, seeing Michael Wardian's face the, 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 the hour before he dropped, um, he looked like he saw a ghost. And I think then that moment comes in when you have decided, I just don't want to be out here anymore. Uh, you're given a lot of reasons physically um, that to, to, to end up quitting. And, and, and you, you saw it time and time and time again, especially on the night course. Those long night loops, they can take their toll. Yeah, that was a futility feeling. You know, like, hmm, I don't know what I'm accomplishing. And it's hard to battle that down. Uh, and that extra hour out there, because you were playing with sunlight it would have been probably dangerous running the night loop in the woods but very uh, yeah yeah i you know having observed and being part of it so you know a a reminder every hour on the hour you're doing this 4.1 miles and you come in and you have to get nutrition and you got to drink something eat something maybe change your clothes maybe try and close your eyes there's a the rhythm moves you along though. I mean, it does move you along mm-hmm. and, uh, to watch everything that was consumed. By the way, everyone, you know, Harvey Lewis is a vegan. So anyone who thinks that a, a vegan runner can't keep it going for a long period of time. Scott Jurek proved that years ago on the Appalachian mm-hmm. Trail, Harvey just, it just shows you we can do this just with the right planning and thinking. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's a battle against all elements right yes. and it's food nutrition all the other things as much as the running yeah no I, I think it's 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 a brutal format because it seems so easy and but it doesn't give you any time to make a mistake and catch up um right. when you are in trouble you're in trouble real quick yeah and you saw that with with all the runners on the course um i'm sure people saw it with me um that you know i look good and then i looked really bad and, you know, I'm still trying to come to grips with, with really what happened out there because, you know, I was in a good spot and I found this rhythm of doing two slow loops and then a quicker loop and getting sleep. And, and you know, yeah, I, I was feeling tired. There, there's a point in racing, 
backyard where it gets to a certain point and then you stay there. And I was talking to Laz about that after the race. And he said, you know, right around that 60 hours, um, he saw all the runners that were remaining on the course. They turned a corner where they stopped looking like, like broken people. And they just looked like, like, like rocks, like, like nothing was going to penetrate them. Like they could do this forever. And, and it was a pre, you know, they, they pre-decided that they were going to be showing up at the start line and they were going to be finishing that loop. And, you know, he said, you, you get to a certain point and then you can take a deep breath because, you know, it hurts. Um, it hurts getting to that point, but then once it, you get there, it doesn't get any worse. Are you just okay being in that terrible place? So it, I, I found it absolutely fascinating. I think I was getting to that point, and then I felt this utter fatigue on the course. And I was running, and then I felt this incredible, on the, on the night course, on, on hour 40, and I, I, I started walking, and then I looked down at my GPS, and I was walking at such a slow pace, but it felt like I was... I was giving an effort level of really a quite a fast run. And that's when I realized, oh, I'm, I, I might not make it back in time. And I didn't make it back in time. And, and the hours thereafter getting back to uh, the Airbnb that I was staying at, you know, I was in a lot of trouble. Um, the level of fatigue was something I haven't felt in a long time. It's really quite uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, watching it a little bit, um... I felt like there was some metaphors like we all probably, you know, you're driving at night and you're too tired to keep driving and you try and stay awake and you pull over and you can take a quick 20 minute nap and then you're back and going. The back here mm -hmm. format doesn't really afford that well enough, right? That it was almost like you needed a reset. And the way that the reset happens in backyard is somehow during the actual loop you're resetting right. and if if yeah. there's no way to reset then you're right then you decline to this point where the body just wants to turn off and so somehow harvey and chris actively reset throughout because there's no one who can just keep doing this and it could right. have been nutrition it could have been what they were thinking maybe it was some music we don't know really because it's hard to know uh but right. i do think that watching it I had this feeling like had you made it through that one and the next one, you would have had another 40 hours in you. You would have mm -hmm. broken that rhythm of the decline mm -hmm. and then you would have been reset. And, uh, but unfortunately you didn't have enough time to do that. And so then it's, it's like, yeah, there's not much you can do. Yeah, no, and, and I, I agree. I, I, up until two hours before that, I felt great and I looked yeah. around. Um, at the other runners, and I, think, I said, I, I think I'm running better than 90% of them, and I think that they know that too. Um, and so, you know, but it's it's a vicious game. Um, that little bit of doubt. I, I after the race, I, I stayed around and talked to a lot of runners, and, and these are runners that uh, are revered. Um, they're sponsored athletes. They're they're top and one after the next, after the next. And I really appreciate their, their honesty. And they just said, you know, I got to a certain point and I was looking for an out. I, 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 I wanted to quit, but I also wanted to have a reason to say, oh, no, 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 I rolled my ankle. Okay, that's, that's a good enough reason. 
to, to stop and go take in comfort like sleep and, and, and food and, and on and so forth. Because I think that one of the big things that a lot of the runners said either on the course or after the race was you know, the great mystery of all of this is that how do how does one keep going on when you don't know when the, where the finish line is? Mm. You know, the, the, you know uh, that the race start and finish, you know, the, the banner over top of the race is, is, it says this race has no end. Mm. And, and there is no end to this race, which, is, which makes it absolutely fascinating. Um, because when you don't have an end, where does the mind go? You know, what, what's harder, running a 200-mile race, running 200 miles at bigs when there is no, when, where, where there is no end? And I, I find, you know, Laz has, has, has created these, these, these events like this that pins you against yourself against yourself. And, uh, and you know what? Harvey won. Uh, he was the best, uh, most capable, most mentally strong individual. He started off painfully slow. He was very, very intelligent with his approach. Um, you know, Chris, we're going to have him on the podcast here next week. Um, I ran many loops with the guy. The guy wouldn't shut up out there. He was, he was fantastic. And I, I, we talked about, with all the other runners, we talked about running and shoes and food and all these things. With Chris, we talked about life. Hmm. And so I'm really looking forward to introducing our guest to this really an unknown character within the ultra running world, uh, Chris Roberts, because he's, he's somebody worth paying attention to because he was kind of like, I, I, at the very beginning of the race, he was very meh, you know, uh, like, and he was going on about, he got an assist uh, behind Steve Slaby to get into the race. I think he ran 53 hours. Okay. Um, and now he said, he said, I have no, I had no intention of winning that race. I just wanted a big enough number to get to bigs. And I told him, I said, well, that's crap. You know, how, <laughs> how did you, how, how, you know, who goes to a backyard race and runs 53 hours with no intention to win he says well that was me because i i just wanted to go and go for a super long run and get to bigs and i thought okay this guy's lying but now seeing his 84 hour end and talking to him at the finish line um this guy is able to unlock something within him where he's very cool and collected and just very 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 calm that very, very few people outside of, I, I think Pete Costell can do it. But I think Chris Roberts is going to take the ultra running world by storm and, and just did, just did. Yeah. Uh, you know, neither of us are, you know, neurobiologists or scientists, or, but we do understand that there are, there's a brain chemistry that has an effect on mm -hmm. our success in these events. And this, neuromodulator called dopamine that can create some motivation for us um, mm -hmm. when we believe it's futile, which is when we're looking for the excuse, the dopamine receptor is effectively turned off. And so then that's when we stop. And so it's, it's indeed possible that, you know, the likes of Harvey and Chris had found a way to keep the dopamine level at the right place. And so they had that intrinsic motivation um, that was working. And mm -hmm. now look, there's some people where physically they something happens and they can't keep going, you know, and that's another story. But 
Um, we know that, you know, you look, you're capable of running those distances physically. I mean, I, I was amazed to see how well you were walking, you know, the next morning, you weren't like the robot mm -hmm. man. So you hadn't physically ripped yourself apart, but there were other parts that just didn't allow you to continue. So there is, I think, something in the middle of this. They, I don't know that we have control over it or can completely figure it out, but there are some other factors that are at play. You're, and you're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, back to what you were talking about before about the resets and the resets and with the dopamine reset too. I remember there was one time where, you know, Joe, I was coming in and I, I, I wasn't feeling it. Mm. And I think it was, I, I, I forget where, where that was. It was only maybe 12 or 14 hours in or yeah, something. I remember. And no, it was 10, 10 or 12 hours in. It was quite early. And I was like, yeah, what am I, I'm just not having a lot of fun. Like, what am I doing out here? And I remember I got back out on to the course. And I remember we, you know, we, there, I think there were two things that reset that, that switch. Number one was I, I drank some focus. So the performance key focus and it was just, it was like, okay, you know, let's get my head square again. Yeah. Uh, but then number two was, you know, I went through a deep breathing uh, meditation exercise when I was out on the course and I was running alone in the woods. I was typically kind of in the, in the front and um, you know, there were birds singing and I was listening to hillbilly music, like, you know, just with my phone, um, with the, with the, with the, the speaker. And I just, you know, came to the conclusion that I love this, you know, I'm, I'm going for a jog in backwoods, Tennessee, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world than here doing this. Like, this is a lot of fun mm -hmm. because I'm not, I'm not really working all that hard. And, you know, just what a really cool experience this is. And I remember I came in off that next lap and felt amazing. Now, if I could have switched that trigger, you know, I don't know. You know, when I, when I was fatigued on, on the 40th hour, I wonder if, if in part I just didn't i couldn't fl uh, fl flick that switch and i gave in to the darkness i gave in to that you know that defeatist mentality of like where's this finish and and uh you know i don't want to be out here running into the you know on this stupid road in the dark cold i'm tired i you know like this is this is this is this seems unreasonable yeah and then of course you start thinking well, if this is how I'm feeling, how am I going to feel in 10 hours and 20 hours and 30 hours and 40 hours and 60 hours? Like you start going there and you're going to find a whole dump load truck full of reasons to uh, pull the plug and to make yourself feel bad enough, you know, that you can quantify quitting. Yeah. Yeah. Because as yeah. you said before, not like you were pushing to try and get to the finish line and oh, I'll just make it to that there's no you didn't know what that was yeah I I guess you know probably one of the questions that the listeners you know I was afraid to ask this question but you know, probably want to hear which is okay so less than you thought you were going to do of course not happy with that have good reason it wasn't uh like at that moment we could have said, oh, if we'd only done this differently, it was what happened. Like there was no, like we couldn't just push Dave faster. There was no way, right? It was what happened, happened. So that's fine. So we put it in that, you know, um, that category of done. 
So now how do you feel now? Like, is it like, oh my God, there's unfinished business. I can do more. I mean, you have done more. So it's not like this was mm -hmm. the furthest you've ever gone. How do you feel mm -hmm. about backyard going forward? I, I feel deflated in the moment. Um, I know that I could have done more. Um, and that's one of the, the terrible things about backyard racing is most likely it's it's such a format that most likely when you quit when you drop out unless you're harvey and you win uh, and even that harvey's won and but he didn't find his limit right like his limit was not 85 it could have been 95 it could have been 105 who knows right but there's a certain feeling of regret and there's a certain feeling of loss because you know because it's quantified you didn't start the next loop so yep. you're out yep. and your number is your number. You know, uh, two years ago, I ran 52 hours. Uh, you know, this year I ran 40. You know, am I better than that? Absolutely, I am. You know, you know, could I have done worse? Absolutely. But could I have done better? I, I, I sure do feel like that. So right now I feel deflated, but I also am not. This isn't the first time in my life that I felt deflated after doing a, a, a big, hard event. And so I'm, I'm also letting it fuel me that I, I need to get this right. I need to figure this out because I know that I'm capable of succeeding in this format. Um, you know, I come through the start finish line feeling the way that I think that I need to feel until I don't. And whatever that is, that fix, that is itself out. Is it um, the feeling of, of, of not, you know, being a complete person in that moment um, of not finding the solution to that dopamine dump, um, to that switch? Um, is, it, is it something as simple as, okay, is it your fueling program, right? Um, is, it, is it sleep, uh, your, your sleep system, and, and, and are you getting enough sleep? You know, I, I, I find that year after year, Joe, I'm figuring it out. You know, one of the things that we've just adapted in this past couple of years and, and just a product that, that we launched as well, too, during this race was the, the, the performance uh, T and endurance product. And, you know, it's I think I was the only runner out there using adaptogens. Mm -hmm. And it's it's alarming the difference between, you know, the, you know, being able to 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 manage the body stress response and not. Um, I, I believe that you know, the adaptogen mix is going to be a thing that's going to, going to, you know, it's going to heighten uh, the ability of, of endurance athletes everywhere uh, outside of ultra running too. So, you know, I've learned that others are learning that. And, you know, I need to come to have a come to Jesus moment with, okay, really what happened there? And let's not let, let that happen again. I think that's fair. And I, you know, it is just very different than like, all right, so if we were training for the marathon and you were trying to break the record or win, you know, a race, you know, you would sort of just do a couple of things, right? You know, you run long distances, you do intervals, you know, you work on your turnover and it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's not like to make it simple, but there are only so many variables. Then we go into this backyard format. And now we're like throwing like literally the kitchen sink at you as the saying goes, right? You know, you got mm -hmm. all of those elements. You got the course, 
you got the sleep, you got the nutrition, you have the sleep. I mean, um, the running, you have, you know, you were changing sneakers. So I do think that trying to figure out what the simplification is against mm-hmm. all of them is going to yeah. be something fun to work on. I think that's what have to do is make it sort of more of a, you know, not a difficulty, but exciting. Hey, let me go figure out how some of these elements can come together to get me a better outcome that I would like to get. Because I will say to our listeners, to watch Dave run, it was fluid. It was effortless. It was literally, you were just like, wow, if it took me that little effort to do as much as he is, then I could see running for a long time. So so you actually have the physical, your gait was perfect, all of that. I mean, like I never saw you even breathe hard. So you're right, you can do more, you've done more. And so now it's putting it all together. But, you know, I mean, Courtney, the best maybe female ultra athlete, maybe in the sport, male and female, you know, she won UTMB this year, but you know, she came there and her system didn't work at the level she wanted to. So it's not always, this is one that's completely somewhat unpredictable because we're going at such a level. So uh, it'll be fun to, uh, to tell our listeners as we go along also what you're doing. So we can bring that into the conversation to say, Mm -hmm. here's what I'm trying out so that I can get back to the world championships in two years and, and put down, you know, uh, my marker of more than you know anyone else yeah absolutely yeah go go break uh harvey's record right and we i think that we have an excellent opportunity through the chasing tomorrow podcast and even next couple weeks you know getting chris on getting harvey on um you know it would be great getting getting maury on um and you know having these conversations of what worked what didn't work what were your experiences what were your thoughts you know what were some of the messages that were going through your mind out there because there are all these little hints if you pay close enough attention to the winners the winners are always doing something a little bit different that you never thought of right and to the to all the listeners to all our 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 our, uh, our viewers number one thanks for for, for tuning in and, and believing in in us me and joe but in the next many weeks let's pay attention also let's go back and 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 check out all the, the podcasts, all the, the, the past episodes, because there's a there's just a, a gazillion great messages. And if you if you pay close enough attention to the wise words of the people that are out there doing it, um, I think that there's greatness in all of us. Yeah, I believe oh love that. You know, we've provided a window into the lives of these incredible people. It's what we set out to do when we started. You being one of them. And we're getting to go along on the journey with them. And I agree with you, you know, uh, it's an honor and privilege and a blessing to be able to have these conversations and then to see it come to life this past weekend. And, you know, Dave, you did an amazing job. 167 miles is still quite incredible. Uh, not exactly where you wanted it to be, but hey, man, I, I was just happy to, and, and for our listeners, you know, see Dave in person and give him a big hug and be there to support him and, you know, keep this, uh, this mission that we're on here to bring incredible stories about amazing people who are finding limits and, you know, doing it with a smile on their face. So it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And I know you're heading back to Calgary. We'll, um, yeah. 
we'll start uh, on uh, the next wave of this in a sense. But yeah, everyone stay tuned. We're going to get Chris and Harvey on. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to talk to Dave about some other interesting ideas we have thinking about for the future and how we can make all of this practical for us. So uh, thanks Excellent. for coming with us on this journey. Dave, congrats on uh, your efforts and uh, hope you're feeling better and soon excited about what's next. Absolutely. Can't wait to talk to you next week, Joe. All right. Take care, Dave. See you soon. Yeah. Bye, everyone.